We have two ears and one mouth. Surely that means we must listen more than we speak. Let's talk about that. Good morning, everyone. My name is Maddie, and today we're going to be talking about becoming a better listener or the attributes of a good listener.、Um, I really love this topic, and I've always wanted to make a podcast on this one.、Um, just because it's something that I feel like a lot of people are really good at. There's, there's no problem, there's no shortage of. People who can use their ears, but I think that people can do a better job in allowing space to be held for those closest to them and identifying the differences between active listening and passive listening,、um, as well as just giving some actionable tips on you know, what people appreciate and what's the purpose of. Um, listening to someone else and just how valuable that is, just holding space for people. I think that it's something that's very、um, underappreciated、um, in today's world of distractions and, and you know,、uh, transient pleasures and things like that. I think that we need to learn how to spend more time presently、um, with people、um, and. Truly allow people to express their full selves、um, in a non judgmental and non biased way、um, and empower them at the same time. So, we're going to be talking about a lot of things today, and hopefully, we're going to keep it quite short.、Um, but I think the first thing that we need to address whenever we are talking about how we can offer ourselves to others. Is actually ensuring that we're emotionally available to begin with.、Um, and I think that has a lot to say about boundary setting, too. I don't expect people to drop everything and listen to my venting and my concerns at a, at a drop of a hat. What I expect is that people understand the magnitude and the weight. That everyday people carry, and I guess just appreciate how useful and how comforting it is to have someone listening to your thoughts.、Um, because most of the time, it's really interesting that whenever you're speaking to someone and they need a listener. Um, or wherever you're listening to someone and they need、um, a listener and they're speaking, most of the thoughts that are actually coming out of their mouth,、uh, they're hearing from the f- for the first time. And it's just so important to hold space for them rather than to impose your advice and impose your beliefs and what you think is the right answer and what your advice would be. and, and You know, almost just like practice five minute medicine with them,、um, which is, you know, there's, there's a place for it, but it's, it's not entirely productive、um, for someone's emotional、uh, release.、Uh, 
Um, so I guess the first thing that is a really important thing when we're talking about being a better listener is actually being emotionally available for it. Um, and ways that you can be emotionally available and, and listen to your you know, friends or family is by listening to yourself and actually being there for yourself and practicing mindfulness and watching your thoughts and appreciating um, the need for someone else to hold space for your thoughts as well. Um, because at the end of the day, we're humans, we're fallible. And, you know, if we really want to think in like a metacognitive perspective, you know, our thoughts really don't mean much unless they're communicated to others, because that is the basis of human existence, isn't it? It's the relaying of ideas and the comfort that we get from knowing that someone else may have experienced something similar to us and that we're not the only ones experiencing this struggle and this tragedy that we go through on a day-to-day -day existence. So, you know, I think it's extremely important to be cognizant of the power of having someone listening to your thoughts and, and you can only really understand that power when you need it. Um, so... Yeah, being emotionally available um, to hear someone, to be present with someone, to, to know that it might take an hour listening to them is, is, you know, sometimes it might be a struggle, but just to understand that the clarity and the consolation and the solace that they will experience for your presence is, is priceless, you know, so that's the first thing. Now, one thing that is interesting is the difference between being an active listener versus just hearing and it comes into this idea of being emotionally available because we're humans and you know we are tired and we sometimes you know we work jobs and we have other priorities in our lives and everything and all too often you can fall into the trap of just hearing someone and and just you know uh essentially not filtering the messages that they're relaying into your mind and not actively taking them apart um, and just, you know, being someone who they're in presence with, which is important in some aspects, but there is a difference between actively listening to someone and just hearing them. So signs of an active listener are you know, relaying a story in your own words and, and presently, you know, umming and ahhing and like, mmm, mmm, you know, these are signs that you're understanding the other person's perspective. Signs of a hearer or someone who's just hearing you out are you're not really present in the communication, um, you're rushing to conclusions and not necessarily letting the other person form their own conclusions because of, you know, the sentiment that I talked about before. Most of these thoughts that are coming out of the person's mouth, are it's the first time that they're hearing them. So, you know, it's important to just hold space rather than to finish conclusions for them. So 
that's just another distinction I want to make, is that there is a difference between actively listening to someone and holding space um, uh, and, and hearing them. Um, so it's important that you're vigilant of that too. So let's get into it. Why is active listening so important? Well, to, I guess, relay my personal experience, and this is just a complete projection, and, and this is my own experience of how I react to someone listening to me and, and what I love doing with other people, is that it just makes the other person feel so important and so validated as well. When you're listening and there's no interruptions and you're just talking and you know, you might go, the, the other person might go on like a serious tangent. Like, let's just say you're talking about something that's, you know, um, uh, I don't know, maybe life related, a job related. And then literally 10 minutes later, the person could start talking about their love life. That's the most beautiful thing about being an active listener is that you're not in control of the conversation. You're merely being a present being um, for which a thought can be captured. You're, you're like a spider web. You're catching their thoughts and, you know, you're being there and, and creating a safe space for them. It's non-judgmental. It's non-biased as well. You're allowing the other person to feel comfortable to, you know, articulate their thoughts because at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people know this, but it's a good, to, it's a good reminder that your thoughts are literally just emotions and your emotions are chemicals and you can't possibly decipher a chemical message in your brain. It's just not, it's not capable of doing that. So when you articulate your chemicals, it's the biggest consolation. And especially when the other person's like, yeah, I hear you. What you're going through is challenging, you know? gosh, that, that I cannot imagine how you must be feeling or wow. Like I didn't know that you were going through, you know, this and, and I'm here for you and I don't have an answer. Gosh, I love it when people say that I don't have an answer. I want to solve all these problems for you and make your pain go away, but I don't have an answer. That is the most consoling thing. And I think people need to be more comfortable not having an answer for people. But we'll go into that soon. Why active listening is so important, it makes the other person feel important and validated. And, and there's, there's ways to do that as well. Um, you know, just by, I don't know, uh, using their name or, or, you know, talking more about them than you um, and being authentically and genuinely interested in what they're saying as well. And, and just imagining, look, like, you know, if I was going through something similar, how would this make me feel? You can't expect yourself to empathize with the other person if you've never experienced it before. Um, we'll talk about that soon as well. This idea of, you know, expecting yourself to, you know, let's say the person was in a car accident or something and it was, it was a horrible car accident. You can't just expect yourself to, oh yeah, I know what it feels like to, you know, now have, you know, a really broken arm or something like that. If you've never had a broken arm, that's not what empathy is. Um, we'll distinguish the difference later. 
but you know, little things, showing that you care and being sincere in your praises and actually genuinely wishing that they didn't have this pain anymore, um, but that you're there to comfort them. These are just ways that you feel, that you make others feel really important. Um, and that's, you know, what active listening does. It makes the other person feel validated. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a great tool um, to develop trust with your friends as well. Once you give someone the space to talk, they then feel, you know, it's, it's the right thing to give back. Um, so that's, you know, a really beautiful thing as well. The next thing is that, you know, you don't need to say anything. Let that sink in. You don't need to say anything. In fact, I would be really proud of you or any of the listeners if you literally didn't say a single word during someone venting and not giving your advice. While your advice might be great, okay, you might have a different dynamic with your friend and, you know, they might come to you for advice. See what happens when you don't say a single word, okay? Sure, it might be a little bit awkward when there's pauses, like a 30-second pause or a 10-second pause, but just know that it's not awkward because you're allowing the other person to process their thoughts. They might have like a single two seconds where they're just like, is he saying anything? Has he been listening or something? That's the importance of the, hmm. You got to reassure them that you're there, but don't say anything because you saying something is projecting your own experience onto their experience. And that's like, that's the worst scenario when it's just like, you know, oh, like, you know, I've been going through this and I've been going through, oh yes, I've gone through that as well. This is what I did. And, you know, I just felt so sad and I just felt like this and I felt like that. Like the other person doesn't want to know, like, you know, what, what you went through, they're describing to you what they're going through. And, you know, while your experience might be very, very validating for them, and let's not ignore that, feel that inside. That's where the empathy comes from. You've experienced it. That's really, really good that you've experienced it because it gives you a little bit of validation that you can then deal with this concern that they're having. But don't actively be like, yep, I've gone through this. It's easy. You'll be fine. Don't worry. Okay. Try to put yourself into their shoes and just be like, look, when I was experiencing this, how did it make me feel? And are they validated? More often times than not, it's, that's exactly how it is. Um, so just, you know, be patient with it. Allow them to come out. This is the first time they're experiencing it. It might have been the second, fourth, fifth, seventh time you've experienced it, but that shouldn't, you know, downplay their experience as well. So always remember that. Always have that in the back of your head. So now let's talk about some examples of how to respond to someone's concerns or when they're venting to you. Um, the first one, which I think is the most important one, is silence. Um, remember, it's not awkward. You know, reassure the other person that you're listening and, and that you hear them and that you, you want to ensure that you're holding a safe space for them. 
That can be as simple as literally just reminding like a little um and ah, like a mmm, mmm, you know, like it's that you're still there, that you're still present with them, um, but you're not saying, yes, I hear you, this is what I think. Silence is really, really good. The other person doesn't want you to speak, they just want you to listen. The second one, which I really like, and for any of my friends who are listening at the moment, please don't think this is the only thing I say, but it is the truth and I genuinely mean it. If I don't know the answer, and most of the time I don't know the answer, literally say that. Just say like, I don't have the answer to that, but I know that you are extremely capable of overcoming this obstacle based off of your past experiences and your resilience and just how you kill it on a day-to-day basis. Reassure them and empower them gift them the power of reassurance that they've got this. I love that. I love allowing someone to rediscover how capable they are, you know? Let's say they were in a car accident, okay? Touch wood that, you know, they weren't and and that's a Russian way of saying, you know, just look, let's just hope it doesn't happen. Um, let's say they were in one, okay, and they're just stressed, they've got, you know, insurance, they've got, you know, their car to fix and all of these things, like, just by reminding them that they're fully capable, they're fully capable of doing this, and that you will be there by their side if they need any of your help, and that they are safe and reassured, that's the best guarantee, that's literally insurance for you. So keep that one in mind. And then you've got the, the general ones that mmm, the mm-hmm, 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 you know, just to reassure them that you're there. And the last thing I want to cover is the difference between sympathy and empathy. And also touching on that idea of empowering them as well. What we were talking about before about reassuring them that what they're going through is in fact very difficult and hard and challenging and that you want to solve their problems and make all of the pain go away which is genuine no one wants to see their friend or family in pain and and going through something challenging because you love seeing them happy and laughing that's a genuine thing that you can say but Also just letting them know that they're powerful and beyond is is also extremely helpful as well and that you're with them every step of the way. Try not to pity. Don't say things, oh, poor you. Or like, oh, you know, damn. You know, that, that really sucks. That really sucks to be you at the moment. Or like, you know, yeah, you have seemed like really tired and this and that, like... You know, these are pitying behaviors and the other person doesn't want to be pitied like, you know, yeah, like, you know, you're, you usually get in these moods, don't you? Or yeah, you usually, you know, um, do this or that. I think that there's a, a really good point about reminding someone about their, you know, usual behaviors, um, 
but it should be to empower them, you know? Yes, they might be quite prone to stressful situations, but empower them to, you know, let them know that, you know what, you might be a little bit prone to, you know, being a little bit stressed from time to time, but um, look at the past experiences that you've had. Look how resilient you are, you know? The fact that you're here right now, you know, uh, uh, look at all of the challenges that you've overcome in your life. You know, think about the times in your life where you have, you know, been resilient and overcome these adversities. Remind them of their power. But that only comes after actively listening to everything that they have to say. So I hope that was really helpful. Um, we all have the capacity to hold space for our friends and family. Um, but always remember you need to be emotionally available for it. And it takes a lot of looking inward and, and realizing the benefits of, of having a listening ear in your own life to convince you that someone else might need your ears from time to time. Um, active listening and hearing, there is a difference, you know, it, it, it makes people feel so important when you're, when you're repeating to them in your own words, um, you know, of, of what their experience has been like without offering your advice and judgment and biases. Um, and just always remember that most people are hearing thoughts that come out of their mouth for the first time. So they need space to process them. So I really hope that that was enjoyable and thank you for actively listening to me and allowing me to hold this space with you at the moment and i hope you have a beautiful day and maybe give someone the gift of listening to them and just see how valuable that is for them okay see you later bye